This is the Tabernacle Podcast with John Vermilia and me, Britton Bishop. What's up, John? Currently 300 <laughs> mg's. Is that milligrams? Yeah. Yes. Of 200 wasn't enough from the ghost? I guess. <laughs> this, is, this is Black Rifle Coffee Company, triple shot, no free shout outs. Free shout outs to Black Rifle. Oh, okay. Appreciate right. the veterans. Yeah, because they're probably armed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But this is natural caffeine and focus. Mm. Isn't that a natural part of caffeine? 300 milligrams. That is six cups of coffee. Okay, full disclosure. This was half full in my little office fridge and I just grabbed it. So I'm oh, not getting I all 300. you you just like found it sitting. No, yeah, no, Get no. behind no, that. No. I bought it and like when I started drinking, I was like 300 is a lot. And so about halfway through, I stopped. I said, I'm going to save this for later. <laughs> Love it. We are joined today by the one and only Victoria Hughes. What's up, yes. Victoria? Not much. Welcome. Here with you, bozos. When's the today? last time you had 300 milligrams of caffeine in one sitting? Um, I don't know. Maybe never. <laughs> Maybe never. I'm a grown up. You're a grown up. <laughs> is it, I care is about it, myself. Is it Victoria or is your full name actually Victorious? Why do you have to do this? I, I, I'm just asking. No, it's Victoria. Okay, Victoria. Okay. Thank you. Which okay. is short for... Victoria. No, it's an honor to have you here with us. Mm-hmm. Our creative arts director, our fearless worship Desire. leader, the whole thing, mm-hmm. all things creative. And resident humbler. Oh, resident <laughs> humbler. I'll keep you. Yeah. Yes. Keep you where you belong. Because yeah. we're all a little bit afraid of her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because she talks good. Mm-hmm. She does talk good. She writes good. And mm-hmm. she makes it look like I write good. So I'll take it. It's true. I couldn't tell you how many things that have nothing to do with this church that get sent to Victoria. Like, hey, could you? Yep. Do you think you could edit this for mm-hmm. me? Yeah. So. Yeah. She. Oh, so resident uh, spell checker. Spell checker. Mm-hmm. Or but grammar. She writer. adds use. I don't know why she adds use to some of my words. What? Yeah. It's like, oh, you Savior mean it doesn't have a U in it, but apparently it does. Oh. Yeah. Save you are. Yeah. <laughs> Save your. Did mm-hmm. you? I loved at our, because she sang, obviously, at Hope and I's wedding. And for the song that we picked, she was like, yeah, just send me like the lyrics you want saying. <laughs> And I made sure to go through and I added use to all the saviors. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to make sure excellent. you could read this. Yes. <laughs> I'm an idiot. So uh, mm-hmm. that's no. okay, though. Uh, Victoria, before yes. we start, could you just say merge? No. Stop it. <laughs> just feel like that's monkey dance. No. I've heard multiple people say their favorite Victoria moment, one of their favorites, because it's usually the poignant, but when she corrected our pronunciation of merge, mm-hmm. merge. Hey, merge. We got a merge coming up. And merge. Then it's merge. Merge. Uh, merge. Merge. <laughs> I need to take Victoria back to Oklahoma and just oh, let her geez. experience the fullness. Can you imagine? Of just like everything that you've heard stereotyped mm-hmm. about America growing up. It's in Oklahoma. All I'm excited. It. Absolutely. It's, all one, it. it's all in one corner. And his name's Bub. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria and Bub oh, on the podcast. res. Could you imagine that podcast? Take her to I was the res. Say, just the we two our own you podcast. Do it, do it our podcast. Just neither of us understand yeah. what the other one's saying. The Brit and the Bumpkin. <laughs> Sweet. What the heck are we talking about? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. In our meeting uh, right there. that John and I had, yeah. we had a meeting. One. We had one meeting. This wasn't in that meeting, folks. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. uh, we put this You don't together. say. Yeah. No, uh, we're excited. I think that something that Victoria does really well here um, at this church, out of all the things that she does really well, I, I'd say that honestly, um, is you keep our church in line with um, what worship is um, in a vertical aspect. And I think that, that that's something I've come to really appreciate as I've 
um, been a pastor at this church and a tender of this church, a member of this church, um, is I love that no matter what campus you go to, um, you're experiencing and seeing the same things in the worship uh, sets and the things that we do on and off the stage from our team. So I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. And so that kind of led to like this question that I think a lot of people maybe ask. I know in my testimony, I think I've apologized to you for saying it before, but it was like, do I have to go to the sing-along if I go to church? <laughs> right? And that, that, that was my attitude. And yeah. I think that um, – and now I sing louder than anybody else, and it drives her. Me and Phyllis are holding it down <laughs> in Manistee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and Phyllis oh, belting it out. So much. But, uh, but oh. I think it just leads to this question that I think a lot of people may ask or have as they attend for the first time. Maybe they've been coming for a really long time, and they're just curious, like, why do we worship? Mm-hmm. What's the point behind the songs? Why is that a thing? And so um, I think it just kind of – I put some discussion points that I sent to both of you in an email, but I don't – we don't have to follow them if we don't want to. But That's I think fine. the first one, just to jump off, is just asking the question, what is worship? And yeah. that's open for all discussion. So are you asking me what is worship or what is the purpose of worship? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whichever right one now. you want to answer. So I would say probably – what do you want to start with? What is worship? Probably what is worship, yeah. yeah. So worship is um, – it's a response. It's given thanks. It's um, responding to what God has done. Um, it's adoration. It's obedience. It's honoring what he's asked of us. Love God, love people, make disciples. So it's not just singing. So what is worship? Mm-hmm. I guess the first thing, is it just singing? No, it's not. It's not. It is all of those things. Actually, yeah. This might be better to go at the end, but um, everything we do is an act of worship. Mm-hmm. Loving the unlovable is an act of worship. So I remember going through marriage counseling before we were married, Matt and I were married, um, and, you know, sometimes you can look at your spouse or your kids or whatever, or the person sitting in front of you, which would be you today. And it's like, are you, do you deserve my love? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I love you as an actor or my spouse or whoever as an act of worship to yeah. God, because he loves mm-hmm. you. So it creates this kind of triangulation. Yeah. So as an act of worship to him, I love the unlovable. Why are you pointing at me so much? be you right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yes, so we sing in the service as corporate. That's yeah, corporate yeah. worship, right? That is singing. Mm-hmm. That is singing. But worship is our all-day, everyday interactions mm-hmm. um, with God. So Romans, it, Paul says, there's all of Romans, and then he says, therefore, so everything leading up to that, um, he says, you know, everything that you do is an act of worship. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is love. Everything yeah. that you do. So he's saying, therefore, all of this stuff about living a godly life is worship. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but it does involve singing. Yeah. Yes. You used but, a yeah. word in there that I think is uh, an intriguing one that we've spent a lot of time with the young adults group uh, over the past two weeks talking about is this, I, this word obedience, mm-hmm. that worship is an act of obedience. Mm-hmm. And a conversation we had, and maybe this can just be a shorter uh, bunny trail, but this conversation we had, and I think it applies to worship, is how do we um, as young adults or as a church or as a person trying to follow Jesus make the shift in our head that obedience is a burden to be carried, mm-hmm. but rather um, in the way John talks about in First John, he talks about it's a treasure by which to guard. Right. And right. so like for us, like with obedience and worship, like that, that's a piece of our worship. So for like you as somebody that leads worship or you, I mean, you, you have studied up on all the obedience, like for people when they view worship and they think about that act of obedience within that, like how do we shift the gears or attempt to shift the gears from obligation to opportunity yeah. or like burden to like a, a, a th- something we find uh, excitement or joy yeah, in. Joy. Yeah. Joy is the word. Yeah. I think joyful obedience. Yeah. So 
So maybe obedience is definitely in there, but it's the response. Mm. Um, so Colossians 3 says, and I have to have notes here because no, you know, I remember good. stuff. Uh, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish each other with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in mm. your hearts. And that's a, that's a uh, what's what I'm looking for? He's saying, do this. Yeah, yeah. This is it's a, an imperative. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. So he's saying, let all of that dwell within you and come out yeah. in this joyful singing with gratitude in our hearts. So yes, we're called to do this. It's an act of obedience. It's an act of worship. Mm. It's, um, you know, in all things be joyful and all yeah. of that. So it's, so obedience, I think, yeah, we look at it and go, because we don't like being told what to do. Right. No one likes to be told what to do. It's like, but it's not about that. It's about joy. It's like giving. Giving, as we talk about this all the time, giving is an act of worship too. It's saying, I'm so thankful for these things. So I'm going to be obedient things you've asked me to do, but with joy. Mm. I'm going to do it with joy. Yeah. And that f- comes out. That comes mm-hmm. out. We, um, uh, David, so it goes all the way back. Old Testament, this is not like a new thing. Um, you know, David worshiped like, you know, when the Ark of the Covenant arrived back in Jerusalem, he's like dancing and crazy in the instruments to the point where, you know, homegirls looking out the window going, you're like an idiot, right. like a fool. And he's like, but... This is, I can't help it. I'm, I'm joyful. I'm responding to the goodness and the faithfulness. He's dancing. There's a, a song, David Danced. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's not this. It's not this burden of obedience yeah. when I worship because I have to. It's worship because I literally can't help myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to. I can't help myself. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so there's, a, there's, a, there's a scripture, Psalm 100. It's mm-hmm. about a psalm for giving thanks, and it's a classic. I remember mm-hmm. growing up in church, and they would the worship leader would quote this or read mm-hmm. this. We we heard it all the time, to the point for me where it it it, it was part of the conversation, but I got used to it mm-hmm. until I kind of go back right, with fresh right. eyes. And it's make a joyful noise to the mm-hmm. Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Mm-hmm. Know that. The Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. There's something about that, and you were talking about Romans, where it says, yes, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Every part of me, my personality, who I am, Mm -hmm. what I have, all of it is... He says our spiritual act of worship. Mm-hmm. But with singing, you know, wondering why singing? Mm-hmm. Because not everyone's as good at singing as right. Vicky, Britton, yeah, yeah. and Phyllis, yeah. right? <laughs> not everyone's right. as good at that. Yeah. And I think that there's something in singing that is humbling. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people that can use it as a pride and ego thing, but inherently, when someone starts singing, it's kind of like someone that, you know, if I were to try to draw a picture and I go, look at my picture, you know, right. and my picture of is going to look like this, mm-hmm. you know, oh, but it's humbling. I know it sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. That doesn't look like Britain at all. Yeah. Right. Um, or um, what was that 80s movie uh, where the guy is outside the girl's window. Say anything. Say anything. With the jam box, and he's playing the Peter Gabriel song right. in your eye, right? And he's he's humbling himself. Like, what are you doing? And he's out there with the 80s trench coat. I right. had an 80s trench coat. Pushed up on the sleeves, and he's, he's humbling himself at her window. 
and he can't even bring himself to sing, but right. he's got Peter Gabriel right. on a cassette right. boombox, right. right? I think that's part of it is when we come before the Lord, we humble ourselves mm-hmm. and we offer our singing. And some of it sounds good and some yeah. people like me need to drown out, but there's this humbling of ourselves before God yeah. to sing or like David did to dance. And why was he despised by his right. wife, Michael? Um, because he'd humbled himself. Right. And she was like, She's like, You're a king. You're a king. You're yes. supposed to. And he's like, But I can't help myself. Well, in Psalms, you say, Why sing? Psalms is full. You're talking about Psalms. So you have Psalm 59, I will sing of your strength. In the morning, I'll sing of your love. Uh, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I'll praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I'll lift my hands. We talk about lifting hands in a minute. But, um, I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. Sing to God. Sing and praise. It's just sing, sing, sing. And psalms are songs. They're yeah. just songs. So there, you're right. There's something specific. It doesn't say, I will dance in the morning, although David does, or I will play my guitar. It's, it's, not, it's pretty specific about mm. singing. So singing mm. is obviously that, you know, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great redeemer. It's like it's singing, 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 singing. Yeah. So yeah. we know this is important. This right. obviously is important. Yeah. Right. And I think about, too, like just the experience from like at the conference that we went to uh, with the pastors. And it's like a bunch of reformed dudes in a room. Like ain't nobody oh. in there known for their vocals. <laughs> but there's something. Or the, or the drums. <laughs> but there's something about when there's thousands of voices in unison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. There's That's more. Good. There's mm-hmm. more happening in this room than me. One of my favorite uh, quotes I forget who it was, but he talks about he left a service one time and they were walking out the door and he was a pastor of the church and they're leaving and he has a family um, walking behind him and he hears overhears the guy say, you know, I just, I, I really didn't like worship today. And he tells the story and he goes, and I couldn't stop myself from saying, without turning around, just walking out the door, I opened the door and I said, hmm, good thing we weren't worshiping you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I got to remember that one. That's well, and outstanding. I think, the, I, think um, I have like three thoughts right now, but I think when we talk about why singing, why singing? So, so um, this this is seeing. You know, I'm always worried about saying something heretical or something that doesn't make any sense. Here's my thought. So, I think some people say, why do we even need to do this? Can't mm-hmm. we just come in here a message? So, you, we have to have solid biblical teaching mm-hmm. because when we have solid biblical teaching, we learn the facts mm-hmm. about God. Mm-hmm. We learn the facts. We learn this is God's yep. word, right? But when we worship, and this is where I be really careful is we experience God. We have an experience. And it doesn't mean that you can't be moved to tears and have an experience during teaching. Of course you can. But do you guys know what mm-hmm. the Stendhal, yeah. do you know what the Stendhal effect is? Yes. So do you you've, know what Stendhal You've shared this, but, yeah. so but the, share it again. The Stendhal yeah. effect, Stendhal was a, I'm just going to, I don't know the, the, the biography, whatever, was a scientist who, or psychologist or whatever. The Stendhal effect is that thing that happens to you when you see a piece of art, you hear a piece of music, something visual or whatever that moves you to have the, the chills, the, mm-hmm. the a funny feeling in your tummy, the hair on the back of your neck where you mm-hmm. something happens to you. You have an experience when you – or a sunset or something. And God created us. Mm. He created us to have that. That's not manufactured. You can't help it when you just – again, you see a sunset or a sunrise and you, you're like moved to tears. You can't help it. And, and music – Music mm-hmm. does that. Yeah. Culinary so, arts as well, yeah. Mm, culinary you have arts. That piece of yeah. chicken that's it's just an like, art. oh my gosh. Right. That, yeah. I didn't put it the word there. Um, so when you have that solid biblical teaching mm. and the arts together, you're creating a space for people to learn the facts about God, but also experience and respond mm-hmm. to God yeah. through the worship. So, so I think 
it's it's real. We respond in singing. We feel that when you hear that mm-hmm. song that just maybe it's a memory it brings you back to yeah. or whatever, but it you actually ex- have a physical, physiological experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you experience I, God. So I don't want to say that you can't. No, it's not no, that's right. exclusive. No, that, that's, that's – uh, there was a um, – uh, or they used to speak about this this way before I – before I ever heard of Stendhal and you sharing that, is they said that you know teaching will speak to the mind and the heart, but music has the ability to go straight to the heart. Right. It right. isn't that music doesn't speak to your mind. I mean, the vertical worship that sure. um, that you and the others that lead us here, it's always theologically accurate. Um, and I know that's a painstaking process because there's a lot of stuff that we sing that it's like, ah, but that's not true. Right. Um, not that we sing, but that might be on Christian radio or, you know, in the worship arts, whatever. But um, music has that ability to go straight to my soul. And so there's a melody in a sermon about God, mm-hmm. but music can capture it better mm-hmm. and drive it home right into your heart is, is kind of how I would put that in my own words. Yeah. So, yeah. And that kind of tees up kind of that next, like, so for us, like you, you use the, the word we were going to talk about. So here at the Tabernacle, we... Um, you, your team, um, emphasize this idea of vertical worship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's yeah. a non-negotiable. Um, yeah. I've heard you communicating that in the meetings um, pre-service. Um, man, I love when people send me songs, but like we got to make sure it's always ver- – yeah. and so like yeah. for for us as a church, for um, John, you as a, the lead pastor, like in those conversations, I know you guys talk about this stuff a mm-hmm. lot. Why is it so important that we as a church and we as Christians really emphasize this idea of vertical worship? Yeah. So I think yeah. breaking that down would be good for yeah. people because it gives us a clear picture of the purpose behind worship. I think, or even well. what's non-vertical worship, right? Yeah. So, so we talk about vertical worship, but we also talk about excellence. So, talking about your little stick figure guy. So, we pursue excellence. So, I have an amazing mentor, uh, Joe Hornis, who has um, his own. I know we don't do any shout-outs, but he has engaging the heart ministries. He's a worship. Uh, um, initiative you can go find it on Facebook, but nice and, and all yeah. over the place. Free so shout outs for all incredible. Just and I heard he's a legend. He's an amazing, absolutely incredible, and uh, mentor friend um, for the last seventeen years of my life. And um, that's where I really learned what is when excellence. When we talk about excellence and worship, people will be like, "Oh, so you're talking about performance? It has to be excellent." No, we don't do excellence for the sake of excellence. We pursue excellence because, as Joe would say, distraction is the enemy of worship, right? So if you're distracted during worship because people are singing off key or the chords are wrong or the words aren't up on the screen so you can sing, you know, um, that's a distraction. And again, we're trying to create that space where people can experience God straight to the heart. And so um, excellence, um, again, because God deserves nothing left less than our best offering. Now, my best offering is gonna there's a continuum, right, of what excellent looks like for me on any given day. Right. Sometimes I will say it's a mud pie, sometimes it's a five course meal. And sometimes it's we tell your kids bring you the macaroni necklace and you're like, this is literally the greatest thing I've ever seen. And as a mother, you wear it all the time, everywhere you go with the glitter glue and and whatnot. But it could be a Tiffany bracelet. So it's excellent is mm. the best I have on this day mm. to give to him. Mm. Some days I can barely get out of bed. But I'm spending I'm I'm like, Lord, I really need you right now. I'm depressed. I can't get out of bed. That's the best I have today. Another day, I'm just boom, 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 mm-hmm. crushing it by the world standards, whatever. Anyway, so so I excellence for the sake of excellence is performance, and we're not about performance. We're looking for authenticity. So I'm I'm leading mm-hmm. up to a backtracking here. So 
So if you're doing excellence for this, if you're pursuing excellence for the sake of excellence, you're looking for that wow factor, right? You're looking for that wow factor. How often, you know, I'm not naming churches, I'm not throwing anyone on the bus or anything, but you'll see, you know, um, come back next week, the worship's going to be off the hook, which, you know, is the heart behind it. Or, hey, you know, we're closing out the series. We've saved the best for last. It's like that, the wow factor. Mm. And it is impossible for any church on any given Sunday to be better than the Sunday before, always. Mm. We're always going to be better than the one before, better than the one before, but we're just going to keep ramping it up. Because when you go after that wow factor, you're creating a pressure to put on a show birthed out of our talents, our own strengths, our own resources every single week until Jesus comes back, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just going to continue to, out of my own strength, create something better than last week. Wow the people, bring them in. And especially in music, we're susceptible to that, right? Because people go to concerts. They want to yeah, see the flash right. pots and the lights and the huge screens. It's like we can't get caught up in that because you you can't maintain that. You can't. But so the wow is focused on excellence, um, but it creates rock stars, right? Mm. And we and people then can't find that on their own. So they come and they watch the show and they're like, wow. But when I go home, I can't create that for myself. That's not something I can access. Those guys are wow. I go, wow, that's incredible. But when we go after the aha, we want people to have the aha, not the wow. Um, that is excellent and relatable. So now people, so if I sing, this is the vertical part. If I sing I, 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 this, I, that, that's personal. Mm-hmm. Now people are watching me um, in, and I'm having a moment with the Lord. And they're like, well, I'm kind of maybe feel a little bit like they're sitting in on something very personal. But it comes about me. I feel this. I feel that. But when I sing you, 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 now I'm focusing on him. And we are all on that journey. We're all on that journey. It's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So we're now we're all together, exalting his name, responding, singing. And so that's why I look for songs. We very prayerfully, carefully, I'll bring songs to John and be like, hey, this is just, I've got a song right now that I really need to talk to you about because it keeps coming back around. Mm-hmm. But every time I see it, I go, gosh, I just got something in there is rubbing me the wrong way. So I just mm-hmm. I need to talk to you about some, but because it keeps awesome. coming up, yeah, it keeps coming it. up. But it's like half the song, and then oh, you, you had it, yeah, and then you blew it. I this I I I I, and there are times to go. I need you, Lord. I'm crying out to you. That, but we're still responding. Yeah. Or that song we sing. I'm going to sing my way out the valley. I'm going to praise my way up the mountain. I'm still going vertical. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to, as opposed to please be the genie in the lamp. Right. Right. So. Uh, you know, we sing, you give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. There's no one in this room, Benji included, that who who don't feel that. Right. I'm the heart that's broken. So you do this. So that's really the vertical mm-hmm. thing is if I'm singing I, 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 it's just so intensely personal that um, I just feel like people leave and go, wow, I just watched Victoria have a conversation with God. Mm. Cool. Instead, if we sing you, 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 it's like, wow, we were just together in a moment of responding and adoration and exalting and worshiping um, and, and, and obedience, I guess, yeah. pull it back in. So that's why the vertical thing is so intensely important to me, to us. Um, and I think it, I think it works. It, mm-hmm. I think people respond. Yeah. And I think uh, as well, because you're, I love the, I love that we're a vertical church, but I think as well, whenever you get caught in the horizontal, mm-hmm. it can be very easy to slip into this moment of this is about me. Yeah. 
God, For you're sure. gonna, you're going to do this or because of it. And there's so many songs that come back to the fact of, I need you to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And for the people that are in that room, right, that are walking through the crap and we're singing these songs that are about God's going to, it's like, but, but there's somebody in here you might, might not be doing that for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the the more we can pull the me out of it and fix mm-hmm. it back to, it's just like what Hebrews talks about, raising your gaze, fixing yep. your eyes on Jesus. Yep. Yep. And I love that we as a church, like that's the biggest attempt that we make is that, man, if you're going to leave here, at least you'll know you worship Jesus today. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that aspect of it. And I think as well with the um, vertical worship, it restores something that I think at times is lost in the, the Western church. And it's mm-hmm. this reverence for mm-hmm. who God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think yeah. often we can miss that. And I think that the vertical worship, I'm not saying we yeah. as a, the tabernacle, but I'm saying just as a big C church in the attempt for the next wow factor, we can mm-hmm. lose sight because we start trying to make God better than what he already is. Like yeah. we can make this yeah. better. It's like, yeah. no, he's God. Yeah. Like let's just live in the reverence of that. Yeah. And that should be enough week in and week out. And so I it's, think that that's, that's what I mean. Piece. It's like you can't, yeah. we can keep trying each week to – Better than the week before, better than the week before. And we do sit down and look at our services and go, did we do these mm-hmm. things? It's not to be better and ramp it up. It's more just, did we remove distractions? Mm-hmm. Were we vertical? So, yes, we do. No one no, even think sure. we don't sit and go, are we still making sure we're talking to everyone that's out there, the students, the, the married, the singles, the divorced, the addicts, the, all of it? But it's not so we can wow them more, it's so we can posture. knock their socks off. Yeah, yeah, it's the heart yeah. behind it, I think, is 100%. the key. Because I love the fact that when you come in on a Saturday or whatever it is, like, no, we're going to get after it. We're going to talk about, like, hey, that part of that song, like, let's clean that up. Let's tighten yeah. that up. I've heard you yeah. use those words. Whenever yeah. we craft sermons and write sermons, we don't, on Saturday night, say, what's one thing to make that better so that John or Tim yeah. or Britton look better? Look cooler. Yeah. No, it's yeah. because we or want edgier to. edgier or whatever. Yeah, whatever like, it is, no, no, but no. It's, it's, all, it's a heart posture that we want with the gifts that have been given to us, we want to do the most we can in the yeah. effort to honor God with what he's trusted us. I love yep. the um, pastor that both of us have kind of started listening to where he asked the questions, would you have me do less with what I've been gifted? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a key piece. Is that's with, so important yeah. when people confront churches, worship or whatever on the excellence. Yeah. Oh, it's just excellence for excellence sake, which is performance. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm going to go to the nth degree, you know, to to, with the gift he's given me to give the absolute best I can on any given day with the most open heart and authenticity that I can. That's it. That's what I'm pursuing. I, that's, yeah. So I was, uh, this, this reminds me of this past Saturday night, um, Saturday afternoon. Uh, the house was full. My home was full. I, I was already ready for church. They weren't going to Saturday night. They were going to Sunday morning. Benjamin and I are at the door. We're about to go out and my wife asked me, you know, you headed out or something, just making conversation. And I said out loud, yep, I said, this might be the best sermon I've ever preached. And um, her response was, oh, no, <laughs> uh, and because she knows me and she's heard me talk about this before. Um, she checked me and it wasn't what she thought I was saying. Right, right. Um, I, my mind was somewhere completely different. But when I said this might be the best sermon I've ever preached, it, her response had to do with, John, I know when you're super prepared and you're super mm-hmm. fired up, usually those are the ones that fall flat. <laughs> it's the ones where you don't feel prepared sure. Sure. that people are like, whoa, you know, God really used that or yeah. da, 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 da. What I really had in my heart is this idea in, 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 in back, back to what you were saying about performance. I think we miss the fact, both in 
teaching and especially with worship music that there's another player in the room. Mm-hmm. It's not just the worship leader and the congregation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, during the teaching. It's not just Britain and the congregation. And it's God. Mm-hmm. Like God is a participant. And I have found myself more often than not surprised in worship. So back to your point of can the worship get better and better and better week in and week out? That depends on God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the teaching. So when I was saying this might be the best sermon I've ever preached, it had nothing to do with me. Right. It, it meant the divine just might show up mm-hmm. in a way. Like yeah. what I was alluding to is, wow, God, I get to do this with you, mm. yep. that you're in the preparation. It is in your word. It's That's all good. the, you know, the yeah. Holy Spirit and all these people and the two or three or more gathered. And then I'm thinking about a time when uh, um, I wasn't dialed in to worship at all. Like there were too many distractions that day, not anything that you or your sure. team had done. It was just the church. There was a – It was me and know, Adam. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. probably yeah. the sure. stepbrothers, <laughs> right? Just say it. Just say it. But uh, – um, and I couldn't be in there in the beginning. Someone had posted me up in the lobby with their big complaint like right before. And I'd come in and um, you were finishing one song and you said a few words, didn't hear a thing you said. And then – uh, Vicky was at the keyboards and I, I don't even remember, like, I remember the moment. I remember the Stendhal effect. I don't even remember the song, but it was a hymn mm-hmm. and you went into it and I didn't know it was on the set list. And I was an immediate wreck. Like, it's like God got my attention, mm-hmm. all the distraction, the complainer, the stuff that was not working that week. And, you know, I, I got to preach right after this song <laughs> and Isn't that the worst. It's the <laughs> worst. That's when I have the But decision. the best. I was surprised right, right. by worship. And yeah, I mean, I've heard Vicky sing a thousand times. Yeah. Um, but it was in that, I don't know if it was because I was connected to uh, my spiritual past. Hmm. I don't know if it was the lyrics of that song. <laughs> in that moment, it was like God said, hey, I want your attention. Right, right, right. And I was just taken to this place. Mm. I mean, I can still feel it. Yeah. Right. You know, that's cool. That's the moment where you're like, all right, I'm either going to cry in front of this congregation or yell at them. <laughs> and I usually just tend to yell at them. <laughs> oh, dude. So when I come out hot, it's probably because God's that's doing something like, else with me. And so I got to outsource <laughs> yeah. it somewhere else. Outsource. <laughs> but if, I mean, have, have you experienced that where you put a set list together and you're like, well, okay, it's adequate. And we're going to do our best, but you know, I really want to do that song, but I have the musician. And then yeah. all of a sudden there was some kind of response where people are like, oh my goodness. And you're like, really? Yeah. I mean, do you experience, I mean, oh. we experience that as preachers all the, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I, so I spend time, uh, I, I, I spend time with God. I, especially lately I go through those. We all do. Just because we work at church doesn't mean we're any better where my prayer life is healthier than other times. So I spend time with him. But when I'm standing there um, about to lead worship and I have a conversation with him saying, I really, really need you to help me get out the way, stay out the way. I just need you to use me to do something here because I don't I know these people in front of me, but I don't know every story. Mm-hmm. But you do. And I've tried to prayerfully pick the songs. Sometimes, yep, I feel like I've kind of manufactured it a little bit because of who I have that week. Like last weekend was just Matt and I. So it was just guitar, piano, and two voices. So there are some songs just aren't going to fit. You know, the big rocking songs don't necessarily fit. We're kind of of more into the more more Mm mid-tempo, slower songs. Um, So, yeah, sometimes it's like, but I try to be like, I really, you know who's coming in. If it's for one person, this one song for this one person, 
please bring that song to mind. And so I put together worship runs. But yeah, there are times I'm standing there going, I'm just, I'm just a person. So sometimes I'm just not feeling it Mm. at all. And I, and he still does something. I remember one time years, many, many years ago, not at this church, but a church doesn't exist anymore that I worked at and led worship at. And um, we, Matt and I had gone down state um, to visit uh, someone and to visit a friend. And we'd, we were just like, let's just stay up all night because we came back late. And we were like thinking we were so funny because we were like in our late 30s, I think. And we were Pulling like, an all-nighter. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it was just the two of us. On, That's when you need on, 300 megs. Right. Something <laughs> on worship team. Just the two of us. And we did this thing with the pastor where he would, we, the three of us stayed on stage the whole time. So, and I wasn't playing piano, so it was just guitar, two voices, and the pastor. So he would teach a little bit, and then we would do a song. He'd teach a little bit and do a song, and we just intertwined. It was really cool. But I had zero voice. I thought I could pull it off. Couldn't. I hadn't. And the sound guy during rehearsal, he's like, uh, can you give me a little bit more? And I was like, nope. This is all I've got. And I'm Hold like, it eh. So... And then these, the songs were just in a key that it was just awful. It was, I'm just telling you right now, it was really, really bad. So I'm super distracted, like almost in tears because I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. We get done and this person comes up to me and goes, oh my gosh. And actually said the words, that might be the clearest I've ever heard you sing. And I'm literally looking at them like, they're on crack because this is insane. Like, where were you today? You yeah. weren't in this room. And then I realized that it came out my mouth. And I could almost see God go, oh, my gosh, quick, give me that. Spit shine it yeah. and then send it out, like completely intervene mm. because it was it was for them and what they needed to hear mm. was not necessarily what was coming out of my mouth at all. <laughs> but he was able to wow. intercede and do something else because I literally was looking at them like doggy stare, like you got to be kidding me. Mm. That's literally one of the worst things I've ever done. So and then here just a little while ago, and I'm, oh, I think I'm losing the thread of the question here, but um, I forgot what the question was. I know. So sorry. It's OK. But uh, you talk good. not that <laughs> yeah. long ago, I think it was another time when it was just Matt and I, and we started doing the song, and the voice in my head telling me I had no business doing what I was doing, hmm. that I really, really stink at what I'm trying to do, and they don't know where you've been, but I do. And it was so negative. It was I could literally almost couldn't hear myself singing. And I was beginning to panic mm. and my heart was pounding I, and I was making mistakes. I was playing. It was so bad. I could feel Matt looking at me like, what are you doing? I was playing wrong chords and it was showing. I was going, oh, you know, it's a, well, I guess we have video. I was just like, oh, oh, you know, and people could see something was very, very wrong. And we'll often just flow the songs, one song into the next. And I stopped after that song and just sat back. And, you know, you always say it's like kind of for therapy and you're all sitting here. So here we go. And I was like, you guys. I, I just cannot do this today. I don't, I sh- feel like I shouldn't be sitting here. The voices in my head are telling me I shouldn't be here, that I have no right trying to be all worship leader. He's the big old stinking yeah. sinner. You know, it was just like, it was so bad. Hmm. And I would think a little voice in the back was like, we love you, Victoria. And I was like, and I love you too. <laughs> but right now, that's not what this is about. Right. Like, the, and I pray, right. we just stopped. And I was like, you guys, I really need pray right now. And then took a deep breath. And then off we went and we just kept worshiping. And it was like, it was that moment of God saying, I got you. Mm. Stop for a minute. Bring it back to me. Tell the other voice to go take a hike. And, and I got you. Mm. Now let's worship together. And the congregation, it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy worship because we were all suddenly in that boat together. Well, I love to yeah. because I wonder how many people in the seats every weekend. That's feel where the same at. way. Feel that way. Yep. I shouldn't be here. Yeah. I shouldn't be saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact, the preacher feels that way all the time. Right. 
Yeah. And so yeah. I guess that's a good um that's a good bunny trail to chase. Like what how would you um encourage, uh admonish, whatever words you want to use, the the person that says, Man, I wish I could worship, but you have no idea what I'm yeah. going through right now yeah. or, or who I am or am I even worthy of worshiping this God? Right. And so right. I think like for for you guys, like what would you say to that person to encourage them that, that this is like this is why we worship, right? In yeah. those moments where yeah. that's the voice, but whatever that is, yeah, let's break that down. Let's chase that yeah. money. Yeah. So no, you're not worthy. <laughs> that That's right. It right. That, that's it. it. Right. <laughs> no, we're not worthy to, you know, actually, that's how I was trying to make this distinction. Somebody told me this once. It's like, you des- you don't deserve anything, mm-hmm. but you are worthy mm. because he has deemed you worthy. Yeah. So are you worthy? Yes. Do you deserve it? Do you have the right to? Are you important enough to him? But, you know, even with all of your bad stuff, right. you are still, in fact, you know, um, so uh, I went to a NA meeting a few weeks back and was sitting there as awesome as women's meeting. Some are seriously the coolest mm-hmm. women in the, this is really cool. And, um, you know, there's at times or like, you know, I used to go Weight Watchers and it's like, you know, and you're like, oh, I just really, really messed up this week. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to go to meeting or I relapse. I really don't want to go to meeting. Those are the times when you should go, go to, to the, the meeting because yeah. you mm-hmm. need, firstly, may not be as bad as you thought. The amount of time I've gotten the Weight Watchers scale and gone, oh, I didn't do as much damage as I thought. I got a reprieve, you know, yeah. or, you know, when you, if you relapse, go to a meeting that day, go mm-hmm. and because you need the community and the recovery community is so powerful and so amazing because we have all been there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so if you're standing there going, I can't, I just can't worship because I don't, do you know what I did this past week? I did these terrible things mm-hmm. this morning. I, yeah. yeah, whatever. That's when you should be worshiping, right? The the humbling, mm. you know, to to come before him and be like, I'm going to sing your praises because I sure can't sing about myself. Yeah. You know, I have no praise to give myself. I'm mm. so rock bottom. So good. I'm going to praise you because I need it more than ever today. Mm. And even if I'm standing there and I'm not singing, which is another one of the things we talk about. Yeah. Do you have to sing or not? It's like I'm still standing before him mm. going I'm such a mess. I yeah. screwed up so badly. I'm going to worship, right? I'll praise you in the storm as well. Mm. You know, a blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. You give a takeaway. It's like I'll pray. I will praise your name in the storm. I praise you in the good and the bad, yeah. but especially in the bad. Yeah. I remember. So, from, yeah. Yeah. For me, like even in my own testimony, like there was that, and people have heard the story a hundred times, but it fits here. So I'm going to tell it again. It was when we were in Houston after that, uh, oh, I don't want to after the hurricane. Game. Are you going to tell it and again? I don't. There, <laughs> but and I'm over there like doing what I think I need to be doing. Like we're passing out supplies, doing all this stuff, and then mm-hmm. there's like a worship night going on like a hundred yards away, and I'll never forget the impact that had in my life. Just mm-hmm. observing and hearing these people mm-hmm. whose houses are underwater, their life is in shambles. What they have is what there's is on their body, and they're singing to God. And it was just like there are so many moments in my own life where God uses that core memory to my discipleship. When I'm pulling up to the church at seven o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, and everyone that knows me knows at seven o'clock in the morning, I don't want to be anywhere. It doesn't matter. And there's just those little moments where it's like, but remember, mm-hmm. remember who I am, mm-hmm. and remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Let's get the order right. Exactly. And there's those little moments like that. So I think for the person, like that moment where, man, today I'm just not feeling it. But if you would, for lack of a better term, press into that um, and I know everybody hates that I'm you guys done. can shake I'm your head it's fine done. see you later I'll Bye. do the rest of this podcast by myself <laughs> I'm answering for you though uh, <laughs> Victoria told me uh, <laughs> no but I think that if you'll take that moment step outside of yourself 
and fix your eyes back on mm-hmm. Jesus. What a moment. Those are those mountaintop moments that you talk about that you can navigate by because it sets you back rightly in remembering, man, I'm not what I've done. I'm not my mistakes. I'm not my mm-hmm. sin because mm-hmm. this is who he is. And he tells me that because of who he is, because of who he is, this is who I am. This is who you are. And it sets me back rightly before God. So mm-hmm. for that, I think for the person that's like, man, today I'm just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. What better time than right. when you're not feeling it? Because when yeah. you are feeling it, who are you actually worshiping? Sure. Right. It's easy. Can I jump in on that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, as soon as you ask the question, and I think the original question is, what do you do when you're not feeling it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's because Vicky's on the podcast, and but I'm feeling all artsy. Lyrics to a song mm-hmm. came to my mind. Um, and I never even heard this song until my children came back from Camp 22 last summer. And um, they were talking about uh, what was the name of that song? And they couldn't find the name of the song or whoever was the worship leader. He finally sang the song. And then of course I want to know what they're singing. And it's uh, from this guy, Brandon Lake. Mm -hmm. And the whole song is about what you're talking about. Um, It says, all my words fall short. I've got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? Um, I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song must end and you never do. But, when it comes to I'm not feeling it, mm-hmm. what are your options? Mm-hmm. To, to not worship the God that's worthy of all worship? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're not feeling it, uh, wh- what are we going to not do? Not give him what he's worth, mm-hmm. you know? And so then it says, so I throw up my hands, praise you again and again, because all I have is a hallelujah, a hallelujah. And I know it's not much, and I love this line, I've— but I've nothing else fit for a king. Mm-hmm. You get him. You give him what you got. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you're like, oh, I'm not even feeling these songs. Because back to what you were, there's something about music that lifts. Mm-hmm. You can have the worst day, and it lifts. That's why we sing at a funeral, mm-hmm. and it'll either wreck you or encourage you. But it's it's it is it is it pressing in. It's powering through whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but lifting up our songs in praise, mm-hmm. we're showing our gratitude to God again. And, and even when I was thinking about that, you know, why did the students, because it wasn't just my own kids. I heard from other kids, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm the carpool guy. And then I, oh, man, remember at camp? Oh, I love that song. What's it? I found the name of the song. And then they're all on Spotify and they're doing this. Why are kids, why are students all attached to that song? Well, you know better than, <laughs> well, you're the Probably student not, ministry but. expert. Um, <laughs> how many students and humans, mm. but our students are locked in a cycle of shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. I have too much sin in my life. I think that's one of the reasons that song connected with them. Yeah. And it's a song that it, it, it just is back to the point is this is all I've got. And so I'm just offering it up no matter what. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think too, I think, you know, I say this, I've said this several times from the stage. I think the same song can be a declaration or it can, you can sing it as a declaration. You can sing it as desperation. Mm. So, so one of my absolute time favorite songs we just did it the other week, man, I did it is, um, you know, and if our God is for us, then he could never stop, stop us. us. And yeah. if our God is with us, then what could stay? And it's like, and I can sing that like, yeah, like I'm, I want to go pick a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. And yeah. there's other times I'm literally like holding on by my fingertips. You're holding on going, to it. Uh, like with a question mark, and if our God is for us, <laughs> yes. it's like exactly Ugh, because I'm just so desperate well and I'm said. praying it like, yeah. please, if you're with us. So same song, 
You know, so I can be standing there and just mm-hmm. like, I cannot do this today. I'm so broken, yep. but I'm going to sing, you know, the goodness of God. You know, all my life you've been faithful and I'm just bawling because I'm just like, okay, it is true. Mm. And other times I'm like, oh, my life you've been faithful and your goodness is running after me. I don't know if I've ever seen you have that right? emotion. And other <laughs> times I'm just like, right? But you know what I mean? It's like you sing from that place of joy yeah. and other times we sing, like I said, it's you sing the joyful obedience, but then you also the response. Mm. And the response is I'm so broken. I'm literally on my knees just singing. I'm so broken by your love and mm-hmm. knowing that I still have the love even yeah. though I'm a massive screw up it's like <laughs> so yeah anyway yeah. Yeah. jeez and we can't even talk about every time we talk about a song it brings up a memory that all of us share I think surrounded by that goodness of God song and just the testimony that that is and mm-hmm. I'm, I've seen it in the broken yep. in the pit and watched just mm-hmm. what fixing your eyes on Jesus can do mm-hmm. um, yeah you okay bud this is stupid <laughs> oh man Britain's so, getting the feels I, right there. it's that song I can't listen to it anymore yeah. it smokes yeah. me it's dumb yeah. I'm like man jeez alright so Victoria why don't you play Mirror Citizens or King no I'm just kidding we have to do, we, I know five questions right I am curious though um, because I know you and someday you'll do your change life story but maybe just for this time why does Victoria Hughes lead worship what, mm. what led to that because yeah. you've got pipes clearly everybody knows it you were the only person hoping I wanted to sing at our Wedding. I almost said funeral. Oh, uh, but but it's just, well, she no. is singing at my funeral. No, hundred percent. She's yeah. singing at mine, but yes. it's only going to be country Soon music. Yeah. yeah, you no, you'll be singing at her. Yeah. That's where I'm going to get you. That's it. That's where I'm going to get let's you. Let's do it right now. Let's yeah. just make that decision. Yeah. Cool. Uh, listen, it's guys, this deal. is what Victoria would want. <laughs> but in your life, in your in your story, like what yeah. led you to? Um, you don't have to go into the fullness no, of, of yourself, like giving your life to Christ. But like, when sure. was there's a moment like, man, I have this gift. Like, why not use it? Yeah. So like, yeah. Didn't quite work that way. But okay. so uh, in 2000, I joined a band here in Travis. I'd lived here for three, two, three years. And I was, uh, we were, we used to do every Friday night, the holiday and they used to have music out on the deck. It was a big nine piece band of five piece horn section. And we did a lot of kind of jump jive, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and soul, classic soul stuff. And uh, one of the trumpet players in the band um, was kind of in a, in a kind of a church plant. They'd only been around for a couple of years. And, and so he would talk about a church thing. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, I'm really not. Organized religion was something mm-hmm. I, I kind of always knew there was something, but didn't know if it was sort of, you know, in my teens, it was all like dark and mysterious, you know. And so I really didn't believe in the God thing so much. But um, so we're playing down there one Friday night and, um, you know, like, like I said, I knew the trumpet player was really super involved in this new church. And he had some of his church friends, people were there. And this is a guy standing there with a beer and stuff. And and this trumpet player, he goes, that's our pastor. And I'm like, bro's got a beer in his hand. I'm like, that's, that's kind of cool. You know, um, I was not in recovery yet. <laughs> but, so I was like, cool, it's a bro. But uh, anyway, we get to talking. And he's like, you should come sing at our church. And I'm like, well, sure, if you want like lightning to strike and the whole thing to cave oh, in. Classic. Sure, right? Yeah. Like, you trust me, you don't want me at your church. So that began um, four, five years of conversation. Hmm. Just talking. He and I would just talk. He'd give me a book and I'd read a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But he'd say I'm his yeah, but girl. Because I'd be like, yeah, but what about that? Is this the pastor or the friend the in the pastor, band? Okay. pastor. And so we talked for years. And I still had never actually set foot in the church. Like, bro was playing the long game. So um, I just kept asking questions, kept asking questions. And so 
and still just singing. I've been singing. I've been in bands since I was 15. So at that point, you know, I've been in bands for 15 years or so. So and my dad sang. We sang from since we were very, very small children. He taught us how to sing and sing in harmony. So I'd sung my whole life, my whole life and started being a student of singing at like 11, 12 years old because my voice always sounded like this, even when I was a little kid. I had this deep voice. You, Lucy, right? My yeah. daughter, she has that little kind of low husky voice as well. So I've always sounded this way. So I was singing classical music at 12 years old, went to music college, have a degree in music. So always sung, performing, always mm-hmm. performed in bands, you know, done huge gigs with famous people, tiny little bar gigs, done really cool studio work. That was it. So it was my living. So finally, after like four years or whatever, I set foot in the church didn't burn down. It was actually in a school at the time. All was good. Everybody remained safe. And um, so kind of went a couple of times and was like, okay, this, this music is actually kind of legit. I'm not sure I believe the words, but okay, mm. these people are really stinking good because that church at the time, some of the best musicians, the best musical, well, Joe is mm. where I met Joe, my mentor, serious quality. I was like, okay, so this isn't just like tambourines and, you know, whatever, <laughs> jangly guitars and pianos so i'm like okay so that the conversation continued but now i was kind of going every now and again and getting to know a few people and so um april of 2005 i i lost my job my job was absolutely my identity absolutely i worked with youth at risk youth in town i could walk into any school i knew the kids ever i belonged this was my jam that became it was totally my identity i lost my job and my whole world just got very quiet. And um, and that's God's like, are you ready to hear what I have to say now? Your world's gone a little bit quiet and you literally don't know who you are. How about I just tell you who you are? So I really, things started really speeding up, really speeding up. And this pastor said, um, we want you to come sing at the church. And there was a song I did with a band. It's an old, old song called I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free. It's an old kind of gospely, kind of a jazz standard. Mm-hmm. But it's got a really cool gospel vibe to it. He said, but we've never had a seeker on the stage before. We will preface it and make sure the congregation know you are a seeker because, you know, we, that's serious. When you're standing singing on a stage and you're singing God's word, it's the same as you're teaching often because our songs are vertical. They're often right out of scripture. Yeah. So they're always based in scripture. So it's like we have to let them know that you're not a believer yet. So all right, blah, 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 and we're getting ready to sing a song. The song's massive. It builds from nothing to just this huge, big, crazy ending. It's really cool. I'm not sure I could sing it anymore because that was a long time ago, and it, I don't have the lung for it anymore. But um, I'm singing this song, and I'm not used to singing to people who don't have a drink in their hand or just talking over the top of you, you know, whatever, because I've sung in bands. And I feel something happening. I feel them lean towards me. Which I so feel them shift. Don't even start. Don't even start. I'm seriously, I'm out. No. I would drop this stuff and leave. So, but I feel them go with me. Mm -hmm. And as the song, I specifically remember my mentor, Joe, his daughter was sitting right in front of me. She was maybe 13, 14 at the time. Her face was just like for me. She was just like looking at me like this, like this is so cool. Not because of how I was singing. I knew it was something different. So I'm singing and they're just, it, I felt completely united with the people in that room. And I'm singing, I wish I knew how to be free. I wish I could break all these chains holding me. I wish I could fly like a bird in the sky. That's how the song goes. Um, 
then I would know what it would mean to be free. So obviously, you know, there's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. gospel stuff in there. I come off the stage and literally fell into someone's arms. And I was like, oh, I, I, I was like, oh, I think I just kind of overdid it. And he was a, a guest worship leader, incredible singer. And he goes, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, really, I think I just, oh, just kind of a little adrenaline rush. He's like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> so that was pretty much the, the, the biggest catalyst to me finally accepting Christ probably within weeks. Mm. Um, so singing in bands my whole life, and I'm blabbing on her a little bit, but singing in bands my whole life as performance, and I still do. I sing in a band. Man, I have a mm. band. We sing in a band. And singing, surrendering what I'm about to do. Because when we sing in the band, we're performing. We've got some snazzy little dance routines and stuff. It's like we're performing. You know, when people Mm -hmm. clap, we're like, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, but standing using the same gift, the gift he's given me that I'm able to earn, you know, Mm -hmm. for my family and pour Mm -hmm. into the church. The side hustle. Yeah, Yeah, side hustle. yeah. Yeah. But when you're standing preparing to sing in worship, and using that same gift and saying to him, all right, I'm right here. Use what you've given me. I'm here and I'm ready. And I open up that channel, like literally at the top of my head, I feel the direct like main line. <laughs> it's like, use it. Mm-hmm. And then you feel again, that experience of feeling the congregation come towards you and you say, all right, that's the guy. I'm just yeah. like the oh, towel over my hand. Right. I'm opening the door like at the old movie theater when yeah. I used to open the door for you. It's like. I'm just, I'm just opening the door. You go mm-hmm. ahead. He's right there. That is, that's why I have the gift that I have. And I, and I had to humble myself and say, I don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. I'm accepting Christ, my savior. I'm not that big of a deal. I, I, I can't have control anymore. I'm screwing up my whole life. And I had just got sober a couple of years before that. Mm-hmm. So now I truly understood what giving it over yeah. to higher power was. So all of those things kind of happen within a couple of years. So I think I've lost the thread of your question. And why do I do it? Because it's the gift he gave me to do it. Because, oh, backtrack. That first time I, when I sang that song as a seeker, it was at a school. So I'd come out of the auditorium, was just standing outside. And this guy came up to me. I've never seen him since, but I would remember his face if I saw him today. And this is 17 years ago, more than 17 years ago. And he said, I really enjoyed your singing today. And I was like, thank you, you know, because it wasn't worship. And I was like, thank you, man. Thanks. I appreciate you giving my gifts a, a little shout out. And he goes, I was going to kill myself today, but I think maybe I'm going to hang on a little bit and just kind of see what else is there. And I'm like, <gasps> like all the air sucked mm. out of my lungs. And it was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of walking away like, Okay, and I'm thinking, and I look back now and said, I probably should have told somebody yeah. and have somebody yeah. maybe go talk to him and maybe he went to somebody else, but I literally didn't know what to do. Mm. The responsibility, and I say this to the team all the time, every single person on that stage is a worship leader. The responsibility that people say, do you get nervous? Every single mm-hmm. time, because that's somebody's coming in, mm. maybe in that place, looking for a final word of hope. If something finally says it's worth sticking around for, and I'm going to. God say, God, use me because you know they need to hear this word. Please, please, please. I don't know what it is, but please use me. That's terrifying. It's like, I got to get out of the way. So I do it because that's the responsibility, because I love the Lord. And he's, this is what he's called me to do. That's why I do it. Does that answer the question? Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. Whatsoever. No, that made perfect sense. Okay. That's, that's, the, that's only the second time I've heard you share that story of singing for the first time in church. 
And um, for me, that's that, you know, you talked about the, the congregation uh, like was leaning forward towards you. But I think the way I heard you tell it before and what I'm guessing is that third participant mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember you saying that's when you knew that you knew that mm-hmm. you knew that this was for mm-hmm. real. Yep. And it's like. Almost knocked me sound, off my yeah, feet. Literally yeah. knocked me off my feet. And yeah. it sounds like a cliche, but God shows up. Mm-hmm. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, now I got to deal with him. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't show up with you, you know, with that worship leader, whoever he was going, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But then God also showed up for that guy who you haven't seen yeah. again in 17 years. Yeah. So I'm just saying there will just be a small commission required for the book title <laughs> for your life that I'm giving you. It's going to be surprised by worship. <laughs> surprised by it. worship. No, the, but remember we talked about this the, the life day. story of Victorious Never Hughes. want to be surprised. <laughs> never want to be surprised. I always want to be shocked. I never want to be surprised. Maybe at the time I was surprised. I look back and go, why was I surprised? And I always want to be shock and awe. Mm. Like, whoa, that was like oh, incredible. But I never want to be surprised like, eh, saw that coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, was, yeah. I say that a lot and I make sure it's like the whole thing being difference between worthy and deserving. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't deserve it, but I'm worthy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing That's that. the first time I've heard that story. That's you good. asked me, you asked a question about singing along. Mm-hmm. Can I answer yeah, that absolutely. real quick? Because this absolutely. is really, really important yeah, to me. The question I put um, was, do I have to sing along? Right. Because <laughs> I think that yeah. uh, for the Northern Michigan people, that's, that's a, yeah. often So I don't want to miss this because yeah. that I, I'll look out sometimes to the congregation and there'll be somebody standing there and they'll just stand there and then they'll go, <gasps> oh, especially on a Sunday wow. morning. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, okay, everyone stop and do that like needle off yeah. the record. Be like, I'm so sorry. Are we you, boring you? Are we are we keeping you awake? Yeah, do you but need that's, a nap, that's the sir? me. That's the British me. Like, yeah. excuse, I'm so sorry. Are we keeping you awake, darling? Do you, want, you need a little nap, you, please. Yeah, too loud. So okay. So the answer is no. You absolutely don't have to need to sing along. The question is, what's going on? Hmm. Right. I'll often pray before rehearsal and say, Lord, we're just praying for open hearts and open minds today. We know you're going to show up. Often we'll pray, Lord, stay close. And it's like, he's always close. So I catch myself on that all the time. But it's like, please just open hearts and open minds. I don't want to be open mouths. I don't have to sing. But just that they would be, that as they're standing there or sitting there and not singing, like what what is happening mm-hmm. in their hearts? And then I was reading um, in Acts 16. So Paul and Silas are in prison. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Mm. They weren't singing along. They were listening, and then the earthquake, the doors open, and they stayed. So something had changed in them. Their chains were broken, but they stayed, right? The guy comes in, I should follow my sword, you're all left. And it's like, don't worry, we're all here. Chill, we're all here. Turn the lights on, they're all there. They weren't singing. They weren't participating. May not even have their hands in the air. They were listening to Paul and Silas. And something mm. changed in them. We know that because mm-hmm. they stayed. So it's like, that's it. As long as you're there and you're listening and trusting us that God is working through me or whoever's leading worship. You know, I think about some of the people on the stage with me, my amazing, beautiful, incredible sister, Kelly. You know, I, I'm a very physical worship leader. I'm always like, if you're in the front row, you're in the splash zone. Like, you better be ready. I might even come off that stage and hit you sideways because I'm like, yeah, in the front. We're going to get a little runway off the stage right, so she a little can run stage. out in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but Kelly stands 
quite still. Her hand might move, but her eyes are closed and she is worshipping. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be for everybody. People might be like, bro, she's like so full on. But they're watching Kelly. That's going to make me cry. She has such a pure heart for worship. Mm. But she's another who'll stand there and say, I'm not sure if I, I'm not, am I worthy to do this? Can mm-hmm. I, should I be doing this? Yes. Yes, because her heart is so for him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeking him all the time. But she's not waving her arms like I do. She, there's a stillness about her. And so I think maybe if people in the congregation, they're like, oh, so I can be still too. But you better know that she is connected. Mm. Again, mainline mm. in the Holy Spirit. She is connected to him. Yeah. But she stands there all beautiful and graceful while I'm like a Tasmanian devil at the front of the stage, like a child. It's like, right. so we worship right there on the picture. stage. We're worshiping, yeah. Yeah. worshiping differently. What I love is so. you're pointing to the fact that the physical expression may be different, but the heart mm-hmm. is the same. It's the heart that's important. And I think yep, for the yep. person um, listening to this, that that around worship, like that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Is for some people like myself, like my physical expression is, yeah, I do sing. Um, and I'm just loud in general. I'm not singing loud because I want to. It's just the only yeah. way I know how to. Right. You can ask Hope. I just put on potentially one of the greatest karaoke sessions of all time just this <laughs> Tuesday driving home. But anyways, that, I digress. <laughs> You'll get the video as an audition. Oh, Lord. But, oh, nice. Uh, Thank, uh, you. Uh, Thank you. I'm excited about it. No, but I, I think for the person that, that stands there and maybe they don't sing, mm-hmm. but their heart is in it yep. and they're spending time. But for the person that's disengaged, um, that – why do I have to do this? Yeah. You don't have to. You get to. Um, yeah, and you exactly. can leave. And that's yep. what it boils down to. And I think yep. that for people, I tell that to students all the time because we've started implementing worship at Foundry on Wednesdays. Yeah. And it's not in an attempt to make this so feel like exciting. a Sunday. It's because yeah. we've got some students that are freaking awesome worship leaders that are killing so it. Exciting. That are now. So and But it's there's those kids that like, it's like, hey, you don't have to do this. But man, mm-hmm. we get to. Yeah. So why not? And, You're here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I love it. And uh, I don't know. I think I, I appreciate you sharing that story because now it gives me, because um, mm-hmm. I've been around you for a minute. I never heard that story. And so yeah. it gives me clarity. I really do appreciate that. So yeah. thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Anything? Uh, no. I, it's a beautiful expression. Yeah. Like I love what you uh, explained um, with both the person because as, as preachers, mm-hmm. uh, we see the person that's sleeping. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. fall asleep in church, we know yeah. usually, you know. Yeah. But I'm talking to you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, bro, you got to get some sleep or you're, you know, narcolepsy or whatever. You don't have to be here. My favorite moment. I won't name any names for the sake of the innocent. <laughs> but I have two students that are fired up about Jesus currently. But one of them is newer to the faith and one of them's been around it for a minute. And there was a Wednesday where the one that's been around it for a minute is literally snoring in our foundry service. And there's like 30 something kids, like not a big group. We hear you, bro. And uh, I'm like, hey, somebody wake him up. And afterwards, the one that's like brand new to this says to the one that's been coming for a long time, and I hope you both are listening. <laughs> he looks at him in front of everybody. And he goes, bro, he put his heart and soul into that. Oh, Why are you gosh. come if you're just going to sleep? Yeah. Stay yeah. at home. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't say it. Right. <laughs> but I wanted to be like, thanks, bro. Right. But it's, and it's not about us. But right. I think that, that I loved that response to somebody that's new to it. Or he's he's brand new, has no inkling of what the etiquette right. of navigating Christian ghetto norms are, right. and he's like, "Why would you even come then?" And he's right. like, "I love it." This is also the same kid that somebody told him, "Yeah, I don't believe in God," and he goes, "You're dumb." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm throwing out that disclaimer though, because you and I know enough kids. Yeah, that kid may be getting no sleep. Right. May have a. I mean, you would know his situation or her situation better than I would. 
Yeah, I wouldn't share if he yeah. should have been sleeping. There I want to preface with okay. that. I wouldn't have shared that story yes. if it was like, oh, he comes from a rough situation. Yeah. It's like, he needs nah, to bro just didn't okay, care. Okay, cool. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. <laughs> I always want to do, no, I'm if I you. were a teacher and the room was quiet, because obviously the room isn't quiet when I do what I do, but um, when I'm singing, but I would, you know, those TikTok when like the kids are sleeping class and they all just start clapping. Yes. The kid's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wakes up, but there's none of, you know, I want to do, I would do that. I would so do I've that. one I time when we had, it was a smaller group thing and I had all the kids gather around and we acted like yeah. we were praying yeah, for yeah. that kid. And he just woke up to people standing in a circle around. Nice. <laughs> I'd be throwing hands. What? Oh, that's Britain's got some anointing that. oil. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're ready. Got the Crisco. His stepbrother Adam's got a snake. <laughs> It'd be epic. It's just one lamp. The rest of the room's dark. I love it. Maybe we do that before a service, if uh, or before a sermon. If I catch any of you sleeping, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get get the snakes. snakes. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get the snakes in the annoying favorite. Brilliant. We've lost us now. I gotta tell the story. We were at a camp in Oklahoma. Of course, Oklahoma. (laughs) It's this huge Baptist Disneyland church camp, and they've got hundreds of staff that are golf carting around, making people that are in their cabins, all this. And there's a night, and we have just one lamp on in this huge, like, 300-person cabin, just one lamp and a rug. And it's for – they have a purpose behind it, but this staffer comes up, and he's a college kid that probably thinks he knows way more than he does. And he comes up the steps, and he's standing there, and the youth pastor looks at him, and he goes, hey, bro. We got the snack over there if you want to jump in, and then we're going to do an exorcism here in a minute if you want to join us. <laughs> I've never seen a kid. He turned just like as white as a ghost. And he's like, um, uh, you, um, well, uh, you can't. And he's like, bro, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, it was so funny. I so that can be what we do now. We wake people up. Oh, hey, man, we're going to. Brilliant. We're going to have an exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> love it. So that's why we worship. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it ver- I love that. Is there any like lasting kind of last statement or anything you would say to the person that um, is going through it, um, mm-hmm. maybe loves worship, but just an encouragement you could give to the listener as they go? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. This wasn't in the questions. <laughs> this is um, question number six. <clears throat> right? <laughs> I think I think what we were just talking about is not everybody needs to, or the expectation you have to stand up and sing and wave your arms around. I was talking about, you know, Matt doesn't, Stand up and wave his arms because he's six foot five and he also feels like if he's behind someone, they're going to be like, Bruh. and if he's in front of someone, they can't see. Yep. So, but, but it's, it's the heart. Mm. It's like, it's so easy to look at worship and go, well, it's just more music. You know, I can go to a concert and see that yeah. or whatever. I've, anyway, everywhere he goes music, right? The yeah. store is music. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think, you know, to see the difference mm. and also, you know, trust that you're the church you're attending, you know, the worship leaders are for you and and, commun- and God is communicating with you through this other way, mm-hmm. right? So you can experience him and understand him and know him. And I don't know, just to be open mm-hmm. if worship isn't your thing, just to be open to it because he, he's got, yeah. he's everywhere. He's everywhere, every way. And it's like, if you really think, well, I just don't like worship, there's nothing for me there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Really? How yeah. bold of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good your on you there. I'm going to step away how from you. you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that's not for me. Yeah. It is for you. And he has something for you. Hmm. And he's going to use these really, really crazy. Do you, you've been in the green room. Yeah. A bunch of messed up. Oh, God. Serious bozos. <laughs> yeah. It's like. It's a whole other episode. Yeah, re- yeah, for real. Our team. You know, I <laughs> always say this. I'm like, there's addiction on our team. There's divorce on our team. There's pride. 
is ego, and that's just me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like for real. It's like oh, it's just me. So, yeah. Well played. Yeah, it's well like played. it's our whole team is a bunch of incredibly, you know, artists, musicians. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about barbarians and ragamuffins? Good yeah. grief! And I have to wrangle them like herding yeah. cats. Um, and let's just say it, there's Jesse. Yeah. So, yeah. There's one Jesse of the factor. most beloved, loved, like fiercely loved and fiercely loves, you know, our mm-hmm. team, human being. God, I, I seriously Carell. talk about yeah. everybody on yeah. our team and I'll start crying because yeah. I know their stories, every one of them. And doing side shoulder to shoulder, going to battle with them. Mm. So trust me, if you're in the congregation going, well, these guys, believe me. We, we, we got you. We know. Yeah. But God is still using us to speak to you. Mm. Don't think he's not. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Yeah. My thing would be, although there, you know, we've talked about Stendhal effect. We've talked about all the effects mm-hmm. of worshiping and what it does for us and through us. Um, ultimately, I would say to that person, maybe I'm thinking about that person that, you know, isn't singing or is asleep yeah. mm-hmm. or that person that walked out mm-hmm. and, and is like, man, I just wasn't feeling worship today or whatever. I would say, remember, ultimately worship's not about you. A hundred percent. It's just not about you, bro. Yeah. Or sis, you know. Yeah, so to the person's like, oh, I don't like any of those songs. Well, mm-hmm. if they were vertical, they were worthy to be sung. Exactly. And it was for somebody else, you yeah. know, if it was just your part, you yeah. know. Worship ultimately is not about me. Yeah. It's about That's him. Not. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. And I think for me, it's just that aspect of, man, like worshiping a community. Like there's there's, there's power in that. Because I know there's some people mm-hmm. that say, yeah, I worship. It's in my car. You know, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and there's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad you do that. But I think there's something about being oh, a part yeah. of the body the and corporate. doing it together. Yeah, Corporate worship, So I think man. that's a huge piece. That's kind of been my narrative recently. Probably yeah. I'm fired about, about other stuff. But. Yeah. Anyways, John, your shirt's really soft. Yeah, I'm wondering got where did you get that from? I don't man. know. It's, it's like nice. a grandpa sweater. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be cold down here, but we're generating some heat. If you That's had a polo on underneath that, it'd look like you worked for Alistair Begg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, but I got blue jeans. I don't have khakis. Uh, and I got a little chin thing. Apparently, you're not yeah, allowed no, to have no beards. There. Yeah. No beards. I don't know why. Who would, says that? That's a really good shirt that we like. Yeah. Kind of like, I guess now. Except the beard thing is. You have to be clean shaven. Yeah, it's like the Yankees. New York oh. Yankees, you can only have a mustache. You can't have a beard. For real. It's like the fire department. Wow. Fun fact. The Yankees suck. Yeah, so. he's a baseball guy. <laughs> Benji. Oh. You right. thoughts on worship? <laughs> Benji. Benji, you know what? For that comment, I hope today Victoria accidentally punches you in the face again. Mm. With no context for the again. listener. Wait a minute. Again. Yeah. <laughs> With again. no context for again. the listener. <laughs> I love it. Tab family. Um <laughs> We love you. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you'll come worship with us sometime. Yes. And if you listen to this and you don't go to a church, we'd love for you to join us. If you can't because of regional issues, find a local church. Go plug in. Yes. Go worship together with a body. We love you. And until next time, this is John, Victoria, Benji, and Britton signing off. Mm-hmm.